it's time for Love Talk with the love ladies, Kathy, Carrie, and Evelyn. Love talking this weekend about the apple of my eye. Good morning, this is Evelyn, and this is Love Talk. And in the studio today are the love ladies. Oh, hello, Miss Evelyn. I I just cannot believe I've not seen your face and been in the same room with you since, I think, the beginning of March. That's like... Ten weeks or something. Now we've talked on the phone and we have done radio with all this fantastic um, technology. But I'm so happy to be in studio with you today to see your bright, shiny, joyful face. It is absolute pleasure to be here today. And delight of delights, we have our friend Kathy is in studio with us as well. (laughs) And it is so much fun. You know, it, it just reminds me when... All the separation and, you know, seeing each other over technology and and live streaming and and such, it there's such a difference between seeing each other face to face. And it makes me think of this time that one day we're going to see Christ face to face. And even though we've had this incredible relationship with him and we've gotten to know him through his word and he's taken care of us and he has kept us as the apple of his eye. When that time comes that we get to look in his Mm. eyes and see him looking in our eyes, that is going to be a day. Well, that's what our scripture is today. It is Proverbs 7, 2. I think there are anywhere from six to eight references to the apple of my eye. And this this gives us a command. Keep my commandments and you will live. Guard my teaching, my words. As the apple of your eye. Uh, to me, that is back, gosh, when I first began to speak and, and travel. And the first book we wrote uh, was, the outline was apple. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to relive that today. <laughs> this, has, this has been something that has been on your heart for a long time, Miss uh-huh. Evelyn. It's very... Um, important to you and I'm so excited to do the show with you today as we talk about what that means apple of my eye apple of your eye it's such a beautiful picture of how God loves us and uh, so I'm I'm excited about that I do want to say welcome to our new listening friends we're at a new time 8 a.m. on Saturday mornings and uh, maybe you have some friends that are still trying to find us in our two o'clock slot we're not there anymore we're now at 8 a.m. so that we can greet you first thing in the morning with your coffee maybe you're sitting outside this morning listening to us we're so grateful that you have joined us this morning. It's such a time to celebrate life, love, relationships, and the promises God has for us each day. What a way to start the day with the oh. love ladies, right? Yep. <laughs> As we love talk and love walk with Jesus, God, God's word reminds us that we are special He not only has his eye on us as we serve him, but he sees, leads, and blesses. He calls this the apple of my eye. And we'll dive deep into this meaning today. But Miss Evelyn, the first lady of love, friends, she's been doing radio for 35 years. What's been going on in your world this week? Oh, busy. (laughs) How can you be so busy and stay in a house three months without coming out but once you know, that's not my term for busy, but it has been because I've I've cleaned closets. 
Uh, I've done some. I've looked. I've got all my hats piled up. I wear a hat everywhere I go because I've got three holes in my head uh, <laughs> from concussion. But you know, I, I kind of getting used to it. <laughs> you look beautiful, and I tell you, listening friends, when we came into the studio this morning, you know, one of the first things Miss Evelyn said is, "Life is so good. Life is so good." And there's so many things that we can look at, and we we could get down in the dumps. I mean, we could turn on the news, we can look at Twitter, we can look at Facebook, whatever, and we can get down in the dumps. But I'm sitting here in the studio with an 89-year-old beautiful woman who says, life is so good, friends, it is. Now, Miss Evelyn, tell us about your book, Love Walking and Love Talking. Well, it's our book. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that, ladies. It's oh, our book. You're sweet. Uh, you know, it's interesting. Uh, we, I can remember two years ago, I guess, uh, uh, we went to Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. and took uh, the fourth, fifth book that I've written, which was um, just delightful. You Praying know, we, and praising across America. Yes. Mm-hmm. We had done Texas, and at one time we gave, in, in fact, two different times, we gave a copy of that first book to every representative in the state capitol. And uh, we did that a number of years, uh, and uh, we we just, I don't know, suddenly it came up. Somebody said, this print across America needs to go to Washington, D.C. And so what happened? Yeah, it, 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 you, you kind of, you have a way of making my life so much more full. <laughs> and, you know, talk about adventure. Knowing Miss Evelyn is an adventure because... Miss Evelyn, you just do so many amazing things, and you always reach you reach one hand towards heaven, and you reach the other hand towards whoever's around you, and you're like, we are going on an adventure, and that was what it was when um, I stepped up to coordinate that trip, and just being able to get leaders from around the United States to join us from Colorado and Idaho and Texas and I think there was one other state that I'm not remember. It was four different states. So it was about 26 delegates all meeting us in Washington, D.C. and praying for all of the senators and the House of Representative mm-hmm. members. It was such an incredible time, and it was a joy to be able to coordinate that trip. Well, thank you. It uh, it was the beginning of um, of a relationship with a lot of people that we did not know before, and uh, and with your help, you know, we I have a picture on my wall of all of us uh, in a group. We we had two parties, actually, I think, people gave for us. Was that right? Yeah, we went, well, the we went to one over at the um, the Prayer Central, which, which, Prayer Center, which is uh, right across from the Capitol building, actually right across from the Supreme Court, around the corner from the Capitol yes. building. And uh, there were nine different leaders from different ministries around uh, Washington, D.C., and they came, and we all had lunch together. They met us. It was such an incredible time. That was, you know, one of the many highlights. I can't pull out just one. There were so many highlights, so mm-hmm. many unexpected blessings that, that God brought for us. And, you know, this is the thing about Love Walking and Love Talking of the 28 chapters in the book, you put four of those chapters covering that Washington, D.C. trip. 
And so I love that um, the readers are able to pick that up and get a taste of, you know, what's possible when you follow God's command that says Mm -hmm. pray for those in authority over you. And you get to see how you can actually step into that and do it. And then what how God responds when Mm -hmm. you are walking in his commandments. Well, you have to walk with him to talk mm-hmm. to him. You know, mm-hmm. you, we can do it on our knees, but uh, that's still that walk that he develops in us. And, you know, it, it was so exciting. And who knows what God's going to do with a new one. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's love talking, love walking. Mm-hmm. And I mentioned uh, last week that we had Jesus on there. And we had some people that said you should not put Jesus on the front of that book. Because they read and helped us, as you did so well, uh, proof and we said, well, wh- you know, why? And um, two or three of them said, well, I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, people won't buy it like they would if it didn't have any, his picture on there. Because mm-hmm. everybody is disturbed about love walking and love talking. And, and you know, it's interesting to me, uh, Kathy, that, you know, so many came together to go to D.C. Mm-hmm. Those are the people that wrote of their experience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's going to be, uh, you know, I appreciate you sending me the, um, the manuscript, I guess, the, manuscript yeah. the first uh-huh. version, yeah. right? It's been so delightful to read all those stories, and I know our listeners are going to be excited. That book will be coming out end of July, Miss Evelyn? I think so. Okay. Yes. Wonderful. So not too much longer to wait. Uh, the anticipation <laughs> is building for sure. Well, Kathy, welcome back to Texas. I, you're going to be here for a week or so. Um so excited that you're here. Oh, yeah, my girls are so excited that we are here. Oh. So we got off the mm-hmm. plane yesterday and they they just get giddy. You know, they've been texting their friends for like the last three weeks, letting them know that they're coming and making plans. And now Faithy and Logan, your mm-hmm. youngest, have like a pool party organized with all their old class from Grace Academy going and uh, Jordan got off and went horseback riding this morning with a couple friends. Oh, and and Aaliyah is, Aaliyah's first, she's kind of getting Baylor out of the way. So we go to Baylor tomorrow, get her all moved out of her dorm, and we're going to go see some family in Dallas. And then next week is kind of when Aaliyah's lined up to go and hang out with her, with her friends and you know, kind of get together. I think they're going to go and have a day of anime at someone's house where they just <laughs> watch anime. Oh, my goodness. That, you know, they say that you're supposed to kind of get into what your kids love and experience it. And there have been a few anime series that I've really enjoyed. But overall, it ju- I just, you know, and they read the manga and everything. And I I just cannot get there with them, so <laughs> I can't either. I hear you on that. I hear you on that. Well, what a fun time for you, the kids, um, Eric. So grateful that you're here. Summer's here, friends. It's here, and we're talking today about love walking and love talking. Now, Miss Evelyn, your book features a picture of your dear hubby with some of your great grandkids um, sitting around a table and Van is holding an apple and he's speaking and teaching. um, He's just speaking life into these precious kiddos. What does the apple signify? Well, it, there are, I think, seven to ten references to you're the apple of my eye. And we'll talk a little bit about what that is, but what it does is what is so important. is for us to know that we have a connection with the power of God's Holy Spirit to lead us and guide us and, and uh, give us 
the direction that we need for living. Um, I, it was real interesting. Uh, when I was 50 years old, I had a double mastectomy. And it was a devastating year for Van. He was just absolutely, um, you know, in the real estate. We had a real estate business, and it seemed like everything was just piling up. You know, he gets piles. And what happened was um, after I got back on my feet and began to um, really uh, work again, uh, because I did work at that time, uh, I realized that my life was going to be different as a result of that, not knowing, because once you get it, you know, you don't give it away as a Christmas gift. But, you know, I've not had one drop of that since that year. And uh, it, I had done some work with Florence Little Tower. I, I was the women's ministry director at Hyde Park Baptist Church. We had a huge, huge uh, meeting, a Central Texas meeting of women, and she was one of our speakers, and when she finished, you know, we were evaluating, and then I asked, which one of the speakers uh, did you hear that you would like to come just to our church, ladies? And all of them just almost knocked me down saying, that woman from Connecticut that talks so much. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, that started a relationship with with Florence Littower, and I traveled with her for about 15 years. And we had the opportunity with Word Publisher in Waco at that time, they're not there anymore, to write a book together. So there, we wrote the first book. And um, it was really exciting uh, in one way, but it was kind of scary in the other. And so what we decided to do was to um, put us trained so that we could travel. And Van told me he would take me anywhere I needed to go. Well, we had... Uh, Word had a TV thing. And mm-hmm. You're talking about back in 1980, about 82 or 83, and I, they asked me to do one of the segments, uh, TV, and that was my first experience. And so doing that, uh, I, I thought, what is it that I see, God sees that I don't see? And one day I just found this scripture, you're the apple of my eye. Mm-hmm. And so I began to develop that. So the outline, basically, that we're going to go through today is old. <laughs> Believe me. But relevant. Old but relevant. Mm-hmm. And I think it's um, important for us to understand, you know, that the being the apple of one's eye means that you're cherished. Mm-hmm. You are absolutely cherished. Um, it's kind of an, an old idiom that actually refers to the pupil, right? And in ancient times, the pupil was kind of comparable to an apple. And so when you say that you're the apple of one's eye, it's essential to vision. And it means that you are cherished. When we return to Love Talk, friends, A-P-P-L-E, we'll get into it. What does it mean? How can we apply this to our lives when we return to Love Talk? Right after this. And welcome back, friends, to Love Talk. This is Kathy Enderbrock, and in studio today, Coach Carrie Brinkater and the First Lady of Love, Miss Evelyn Davison. Friends, I don't know today if you are tuning in on 101.1 FM or 1120 AM or if you are live streaming with us at the Bridge Austin. You know, if you ever miss a program Saturdays at 8 AM, you can always go and find us at our archives at lovetalknetwork.com. 
You can scroll down, type in uh, the date or keywords that you're interested in uh, hearing us talk on, and it will pull a show right up there for you in our archives. Well, we're excited to have you with us this morning. I don't know if you're through your first cup of coffee yet. I'm uh, I'm actually ready for my second, but I'm transitioning to water because one of the things in radio, coffee is actually not good for your voice, all the caffeine. and. So um, I'm transitioning to water, friends. I'm doing that for you. That is my <laughs> sacrifice. <laughs> sacrifice, Kathy. <laughs> um, but we got it in a brown bag. <laughs> <laughs> but we're talking today about the apple of my eye, and Miss Evelyn walks in and brings an apple. Or Carrie, was that you? Did you? No, it was Miss Evelyn walks in and brought an apple for each of us this morning. And, uh, you know, she, when over break, when we broke, she, Miss Evelyn also brought up the fact that it was the apple that started the whole problem <laughs> in the first place. So let me tell you, when you hear that saying, an apple a day keeps the doctor away, uh, remember, sometimes the sin in our life can keep the, that relationship with our great physician at a distance. So we want to make sure that when we're talking about apples, we're talking about the apple of his eye, that we want to keep his commandments, we want to live those out, we want to guard his teaching as the apple of our eye, we want to use that apple for our health and for our wholeness and for our relationship uh, with the one who uh, loves us so dearly and protects us. So this phrase, apple of my eye or apple of your eye, it appears in four books in the Old Testament. Uh, first in Deuteronomy, and then Psalms, Proverbs, and Lamentations. And so one of the things that we love when we get in and we study the Bible, if we see something that is repeated, well, you got to know, that's kind of important. We need to pay attention. So, you know, because God has, you know, with what did Christ say? Or one of the one of his disciples said that if you wrote about everything that Jesus did, it would fill every library, right? There would not be enough rooms to hold the books that could be written. And so when we look at this beautiful um, Bible, this God's word that he's given to us, we know all of his thoughts are kind of in condensed form. And so I love this teaching that he repeats for us to, and says, you know, hey, pay attention to this, understand this. And so we're unpacking what it means today to be the apple of his eye. And so the very first phrase appears in Deuteronomy 32, verse 10. And it, it and let me read that for you. It says, he found him in a desert land and in the howling waste of the wilderness, he encircled him. He cared for him. He kept him as the apple of his eye. And so this is God talking about us, talking about his people. And then we see uh, in Psalm 17:8, King David is writing this about God, and he says, Keep me as the apple of your eye. Hide me in the shadow of your wings. And so we see David asking God to keep him as the apple of God's eye, to keep him like the pupil of God's eye. And, you know, friends, think about this. How would you protect uh, your pupil? Uh, you don't let anything touch it. You never... It grosses me out when my daughter actually touches the white of her eye, okay? I, it almost makes me sick to my stomach to see it, but you cannot touch the pupil. Your 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 um, whole body is designed to protect it. Um, 
And so you do not let anything get near it. It's it's very natural for you to protect it. You can you almost protect your pupil without even thinking about it. And that's how God is with his with his people. It's it's natural for him to protect us. And so in this psalm, in this scripture, we see David just pleading with God to hide him under the shadow of his wing, to to keep him as the apple of his eye, just like a um uh, a parent would protect a child just like a mother bird would protect those little ones hiding under her wing. We get to see this beautiful picture of how God protects his people. And it reminds me of that priestly prayer in Numbers 26 or, or chapter 6, 26 through um, 20, 24 through 26. It says, the Lord bless you and keep you and the Lord make his face shine upon you. That word keep, the Lord keep you, it's the same Hebrew word that we see that shows up in Deuteronomy and again in Psalms, that guarding and caring for. So when we say the Lord bless and keep you, friends, you might as well even just include in there, the Lord keep you as the apple of his eye. Mm-hmm. So that's that's kind of a neat thing that um, it's kind of made me look at that priestly pr- prayer in a whole new way. And now... So, Carrie, if we look at a more literal translation then you of know, this. It's interesting. I, I've, I found this one kind of funny. Sometimes when you look at someone else, you know, if the light's just right, you can kind of see yourself, reflection of yourself in their eye. Mm-hmm. So in Hebrew, it actually means little man of his eye, which probably, you know, refers to that reflection. But all in all, this is such an interesting concept. Keep me as the apple of your eye. We want God to keep us as the apple of his eye. But we should also want to keep God, just like you said in Numbers, keep God as the apple of our eye. So, Miss Evelyn, how do we keep God as the apple of our eye? We eat it. (laughs) (laughs) Day and night. Day and night. Well, you just take the apple um, apart, not literally, you know, the apples we have. But the way that God presented that and the importance of being able to see God in what's going on and see how we can follow him. And it's a ask, praise, pray, love, and exemplify. That's the original uh, outline that I had for that word conference, that first TV thing we did. So and ask, praise, pray, pray love, exemplify. And exemplify. Be an example. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can't wait to get into these. Kathy, help us get into the first letter A, ask. Well, you know, sometimes we know what to ask. Sometimes the need just drives us <laughs> to prayer. But this, so I have found as I'm writing this Bible study and, you know, sometimes we don't have this need driving us to prayer Yet we still need to pray. And so, um, so Carrie, I love how you've kind of designed this where we have seven things to ask when we really don't know what we might need. Um, and the first is wisdom. Friends, mm-hmm. we always need wisdom. We may not realize it at the time, but I'm telling you, we need wisdom for every moment and for every breath we take. And James 1, 5 tells us, if you need wisdom, ask our generous God and he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. Another thing you can ask for is strength because he gives strength to the weary. He promises that, that he increases the power of the weak. You can ask for guidance. 
Um, Proverbs says, trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Don't lean on your own understanding, but in all of your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your paths straight. He will guide you along those paths that he has for you. And when you don't know what you really need, you can always ask for confidence. How many of us need confidence, friends, just to kind of step out, um, step out into the day as we go and engage with others. I love um, in Philippians 4.13, Paul encourages the church um, at Philippi and he tells them, I can do everything through him who gives me strength. And friends, we can step out with that same confidence. What else, Carrie, can we ask for when we really don't know what we need? You know, I love this. How different would our day be? If we started our day saying, okay, Lord, I don't know what's going to come at me today, but man, give me some wisdom. Lord, please help me to be able to decipher um, a hard situation. Help me to know how to handle that. Give me some strength as I walk into that. Lord, give me some guidance um, to just look to you. Give me some confidence because, boy, I'm going to need that. And then, you know, we can ask for courage. I think that goes hand in hand with so many of these courage. You know, this is my commandment. Be strong and courageous. Joshua 1, 9. Do not be afraid or discouraged. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. What a proper fitting verse for these days and times when so many are um, a little bit nervous about heading back to quote unquote normal life and um, stepping out there. And the Lord says, don't don't be afraid. I'm going to give you some 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 courage Um, and don't be discouraged. Another thing we can ask for, Miss Evelyn, when we don't know exactly what we're going to need is peace. Mm -hmm. Um, Colossians 315, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body, you were called to peace. Wow. Give me peace. Um. You know, unfortunately, I heard of a of a horrible situation that happened in, in Minnesota um, earlier this week. Uh, um, a young African-American man died after being arrested by the police. And I just know that that situation is going to be very, very hard to handle. Um, and, uh, you know, for all of us to ask for peace and guidance as we navigate these hard situations. Um, you know, it's not all about the COVID-19 right now. There's other things going on in our world. And um, all of these things will help us to be able to navigate these situations with grace and through God's lens. And uh, I know that that's going to be one that's um, going to be very prominent. You've probably heard about it over this week. Um, and the seventh thing, and this is so applicable to today, is freedom from fear. When I don't know what to ask for, I can ask for freedom from fear. Psalm 34, 4. I sought the Lord and he answered me. He delivered me from all of my fears. So, you know, I, I love these seven things. Wisdom, strength, guidance, confidence, courage, peace, and freedom from fear. So that's the ask part, Miss Evelyn, the A in Apple, the ask. Now, the P is <laughs> praise. 
How, how do we praise and what does that even mean? You know, the dictionary definition of praise is to express warm approval or admiration. <laughs> I think we all like to be praised, right? Just what, what a joy it is whenever you hear, oh, good job or wow, you did an excellent um, job taking care of that or whatever. We all need praise. And it makes me feel better when I give praise to people. Miss Evelyn, how do you praise God? Well, uh, pitifully, I'm afraid. <laughs> I, don't I doubt that. I doubt that. You know, sometimes I don't see it, and then suddenly it just dawns on me. You know, you, you're looking for the answers, or you're looking for help, or you're looking for encouragement. And it's just not fair. And then just all of a sudden, it's like the Lord blows the clouds away. But, you mm-hmm. know, I think one of the most important things about praise is that we look from a positive point of view. Oh, mm-hmm. I love that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, you know, our, in fact, our worship uh, programs now in church have a praise time, and they have a word time. Mm-hmm. And it's become more um, effective, I think, in this regard. Because, you know, when I grew up, it, it was in a, a, a little old tiny church, and, you know, we didn't even have fans. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, when you look at it from God's point of view, uh, he He wants you to say thank you. Mm-hmm. He And there are a lot of ways we can do that. But the... Praise primarily is that we go directly to him, and if we've got things that need to be attended, we need to praise him that he has the power, because you don't get praise, you don't get power without praise. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, that it reminds me of that verse that says we enter his courts with, with thanks. No, he enters gates with thanksgiving and his courts with, with praise. praise, and we you know, it's so important, he, and God even understands how important praise is for us to give. And he's kind of built this into us. There is something that happens in our spirit when we uh, we, we get this heart of praise. And actually in Psalms 150, so towards the very end of Psalm, one, in the very end of Psalms, Psalm 150, verse 6, it says, Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. So, friends, if you have breath in your lungs today, you need to be praising the Lord. And it, it's just so simple. There's, you know, you can... You can praise him by simply lifting up your hands. There's a verse in Psalm 134. It says, lift up your hands in the sanctuary and bless the Lord. Friends, you can praise him with singing. Go turn on your favorite worship music and crank up the volume and sing right along with it. You know, I love my kiddos. They're kind of small and they they like to, or when they were small, they like to make up their own songs. Mm-hmm. And I wish they would never have stopped doing that. <laughs> Faithy always would write her own lyrics, and she would sing these songs. And I just loved it. Friends, you can you can sing your own personal song of praise to God each day. Mm-hmm. Um, you can praise him with your words. In Hebrews 13, it says, Therefore, by him, let us continually offer sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name, a thankful heart, that grateful attitude, um, praise being on our lips. It will make all the difference in your day. 
These are all ways to keep God as the apple of our eye. And the A was asked, we're on P for praise. Um, you know, there's uh, every time I think about lifting hands to praise God, this is a little irreverent, but there's a, a Christian comedian who does a hilarious bit about the different ways that people raise their hands in church. And it's awesome. It's awesome. It's, um, it's really funny, um, kind of making light of, of the situation. But I tell you what, when you lift your hands to praise the Lord, something happens inside of you. Um, whether it's one hand, two hands, whether it's low, whether it's high, whether it's outstretched, whether arms are bent, it doesn't matter. No, that's not necessary. It's not required. Mm-hmm. But something just happens inside of you whenever you lift your hands and, and to, to, to praise the Lord and to lift your voice to sing, even if you don't have a good voice. That's not an excuse um, because... Mm-hmm. I cannot sing, but I do love singing to the Lord, and he hears that as a joyful noise. Another way, Kathy, Miss Evelyn, that we can praise him is with dancing and instruments. And David lets us know this in Psalm. Let them praise his name with a dance. Let them sing praises to him with the timbrel and the harp. So uh, praising him with dancing and with instruments. And then in Hebrews... 212, praise him in fellowship with other believers. Now, we haven't been able to do this in person for the last several months, um, but in Hebrews it tells us, I will declare your name to my brethren in the midst of the assembly. I will sing praises to you. So as soon as we can get back, many churches are opening. Um, there are some restrictions, but many churches are opening up, um, ready for people to come back in. In fact, my church, I have a meeting tonight that I'm going to attend um, so that we can start to open more things up. <clears throat> excuse me, at church. So I'm very excited about that. These are all ways to praise the Lord. Um, singing, dancing, instruments, raising our hands. What a beautiful picture that it is to just give thanks to our creator. Okay, Miss Evelyn, so we have the A was ask. Mm -hmm. The first P was praise. Mm -hmm. The second P in Apple is for pray. Now, Miss Evelyn, you and Van, you guys are champions at this. Is there only one way to to pray? Can we do Mm -hmm. it wrong? No, no. Mm -mm. No, no, no. Any, any words you say that magnifies the goodness and love of God is is a prayer. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, it, it has to be. Absolutely, because that's the one part of us that's not, you know, earthly. <laughs> it's our desire for Him, our desire to serve Him, our desire to serve others, and one of one of the things we can. The scripture says, rejoice always, pray without seeking, giving thanks in all circumstances. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The will of God in Christ Jesus for you. This, this what, That's what God wants us to do. Mm-hmm. He wants you to come in and say, hello, Lord. Good morning, Jesus. Mm-hmm. Hello, angels. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, if you're sanguine, you have a lot of freedom. <laughs> you know, can you imagine, Miss Evelyn, if we took this verse to heart, pray without ceasing? Mm-hmm. You know, rejoice always, pray without ceasing. And and that does it's just a conversation. It's a conversation it with your best friend. 
and he wants to hear all of our cares and worries. And there's no right or wrong way to do this. Now, Kathy, you have a beautiful series that you have written. You have mm. your own ministry called Let's Pray Today Ministries. And I know you have um, one of your series is Prayer for Beginners. Yeah, you know, when I um I grew up listening to my great grandmother pray and and you know, my mom would pray for me and but there was this time when I thought, well, I guess I need to start praying. And um so it I was comfortable with it because I had heard so many women pray and so as I started praying and I grew in, in, in serving women and grew in ministry, I'd have so many women to come that would come to me and say um, I don't have the gift of prayer or I can't pray or, you know, don't ever call on me to pray. Mm-hmm. And I just thought, oh, my goodness, I want to give them what I had growing up. And so we have these um, downloadable MP3s um, or you can actually get it on CD where there are women who you would maybe call coaches or mentors who um explain the principles of prayer and then lead you in prayer. So just like you would maybe uh, pray or um, worship and sing praises with your favorite worship song, you get to pray along with these CDs. And um, you know how sometimes in worship, the uh, the guy, the singer will put his mic out to you and the yeah. whole crowd will be singing uh, the lyrics or stomping. Yeah. <laughs> well, at certain times in the in the prayers, uh, the the coach or the mentor or the prayer partner, however you want to see this friend, will kind of turn the prayer over to you and there'll be some gentle music in the background and you get to start voicing your own words of prayer. And so it's just, you know, we've just loved being able to help women and we've loved all of the feedback over the years. And we have prayer for beginners, prayer uh, for anxiety and depression, um, how to pray for my children, how to pray for my rebellious child, which we call prodigal child. And um, or how to pray for my husband in marriage. Now, <laughs> how many how many of us ladies need to pray for our husband in marriage? And so it's just been it's been a joy. And um, we, you know, friends, you can actually our board of director directors actually uh, moved for us to do all of the downloads free. So if you want to get the CD, you can order it. But otherwise, you just go and a few clicks and you will have that MP3 downloaded to your favorite listening device. What is that address? Oh, and that is at uh, letspraytodayministries.com. Letspraytodayministries.com. It's a beautiful, beautiful series about prayer. And there's no right or wrong way to do it. But this is a way to get started. Right? And you kind of giggled, Kathy, as you said, how many of us need to pray for our spouses? Well, I find that when I pray for my husband, my heart has changed, too. Mm -hmm. You know, and um, I, I feel like that's part of the battle, right? That's part of the battle for us. And so, um, great. Thank you so much for that, Kathy. I remember I was sitting in a prayer meeting one time at church, and um, lots of people in the room, and one man was praying. And I remember being so struck by his prayer because it didn't sound scripted. It wasn't, you know, words that you would normally hear, you know, a, a 
I don't know, a pastor or minister pray. It it was literally like this man was just talking to his best friend. Mm -hmm. And I was moved to tears by the way he spoke to his creator, by the way he spoke to his savior. Um, It it was beautiful. And it wasn't anything flowery. It wasn't fancy. It was just straight from the heart and so real. I, I was so moved by it. So, friends, if you think that you can't pray or you don't know how to do it, just start talking and address your concerns to your creator. And uh, so this it's just a beautiful way. Well, when we return to Love Talk, friends, we'll get into the L and the E of Apple. So the first Apple, it was ask, praise, pray. The L is for love. And when we return to Love Talk, our specialist, the first lady of love, <laughs> will get us right into that with some advice on love. When we return to Love Talk, right after this. Hello, friends, and welcome back to today's Christian Talk. You have found the love ladies and love talk. We're so grateful and thankful for you. Tell all your friends about the love ladies. I'm Coach Carrie Brinkgator, Kathy Enderbrock, and the First Lady of Love. Are, we are all in studio with the First Lady of Love, Mrs. Evelyn Davison. And Miss Evelyn, this apple of God's eye, apple of our eye, has just been on your heart for over 20 years, um, something you traveled around speaking about how we can use this word apple to guide us, mm-hmm. to show us um, the the magnificence of our Savior. So A was ask, P, praise. The second P, pray. And now we're talking about love, Miss Evelyn, your favorite. (laughs) Love talk, love ladies, love language, our love field. Um, You encompass all of this. Miss Evelyn, you're the first lady of love. You've been talking about love for 35 years. What advice do you have for us on how to love? Well, it's it's the fruit of praising. Mm. You stop and think about it. You, You get something in return when you really go into the kingdom of of love and that is of course with the Lord Jesus. He said, I you know, I'm listening and he said, I I, I go away but I'll come back again. You know, if we have a real strong experience with knowing that God loves us, then uh, we got it. But if we doubt that God is that we're good enough for God uh, we just put another nail in the fence that separates us. So, you know, you, there's no way that you can love the Lord Jesus and live a life that does not exemplify him. Mm-hmm. I've never found it. I, have you found it, Kathy? No, I, I mean, if if you, I mean, they, it says that God said, Christ says, they're going to, you're going to, people will know that you are my disciples because mm-hmm. of your love for one another. And mm-hmm. I think love has a way of binding people together and holding people together. And I mean, I think that's even in, you know, in marriage, they talk about for better or worse, like this love, you are going to have to invest in this. You're going to mm-hmm. have to, uh, 
give this love to each other and share this love to get you through the difficulties and and to celebrate and give you joy in the good times. And Evelyn, you you have this little list that I love. It's called Love Knots and Love Knots. And and so Love Knots, K-N-O-T-S, something that is, you know, knotted together. And there's something about love that does bind and knot people together. So, and you say love, love that is patient and love that is kind and love that trusts and hopes and protects. Um, love preserves. It's eternal and love rejoices. Those, that's the kind of love that binds people together. Now, there's a lot of love that's maybe worldly love. Uh, that does not, that does not exemplify God, that does not, uh, bind people together. And, um, that is love that, uh, you know, it's, it's, we talk about being boastful or envious or self-seeking or, or easily angered or keeping record. That, that is not love. That's not the love that God has for us. So when we talk about love, we talk about the kind of love that God lavishes on us, the kind of love that is life-giving and eternal. And so, Carrie, when you talk about, you were talking about this love, we the E is for exemplify. So we should be living this out as an example in our life. How do you how do you live out love? Like, I mean, it's it sounds great, but how do you live out love? How do you exemplify this in your life? Well, um. I love the question, and this summer I've kind of started sending my kids each morning when I get up, I'll send them some word of encouragement um, to their phones, right? Because yes. you know, they, that's the first thing they're going to look at. So. Yeah, we didn't have phones when I grew up. <laughs> right? So I'm sending them some word of encouragement for the day, and, you know, for Logan it might be like um, every day you're not going to be motivated, but you have to get out there and be dedicated, right, to his training and all of this things. Today, the word for them was, we do not draw people to Christ by loudly discrediting what they believe, by telling them how wrong they are or how right they are, but by showing them a light that is so lovely that they want with all their hearts to know the source of that light, that lovely light. And I was just thinking, you know, yesterday Logan spent about four hours out at a basketball court that was finally open outside um, with some buddies. And these are buddies from um, his select team. Um, And they, these guys, you know, I I don't think any of them go to church on a regular basis. And I just told Logan, like, bud, you're the light for them. You know, now's your chance, man, and um, you're that light, and you can show them what's different. And so, really, that's exemplify. So, what are some practical ways that we can do that, show this love, and exemplify that last E in Apple? You know what? Um, I know it's hard with our mask on these days, but just a smile um, as people pass by and, and, and a greeting, Mm-hmm. A smile and a greeting. What a difference that makes sometimes. Well, you know, even with the mask on, your eyes you can, can smile. They oh, light yeah, up. they do. Something happens, and it happens in your entire expression when you put a smile on your face, and it also changes the uh, the way that you perceive others when you're mm-hmm. smiling. You know, Jordan did her her uh, junior thesis on just being approachable to uh, Muslims because mm-hmm. they are they are 
desperate for true love. And so I love this, like even just going out, and this would apply to everyone, that when you see someone in the marketplace, you know, you have a mask on or maybe you don't. I, I'm not a mask wearer, but I've, I, I, have, I have worn masks to certain places. Um, but I don't care if people wear masks or not wear masks. I, I you know, I appreciate them them if they do. I appreciate them if they don't. I love them either way. But whether you're wearing a mask or not, you can still say hi. Mm-hmm. You can still make eye contact. You can still be uh, approachable. And, um, you know, I, I love this one little idea where, you know, if you're going out to eat as restaurants are are starting to operate again, those servers are desperate for a good and positive word. And so when you go out to eat, make sure that you thank them for being there and not don't just leave a great tip, but leave an excellent tip and write on that receipt, God loves you or Jesus loves you or thank you for your excellent service or thank you for being here. Write a note of encouragement to them. You know, along those lines about writing notes of encouragement, Kathy, um, I know you said, I think it was last week, you were like, oh, I always thought if I had time, I would write these notes. And I, I feel much the same way. And I've written a few notes over this this time. But I tell you, it's it's such a joy when you get something in the mail. And that's mm-hmm. just a thank you, right? Or like, hey, I appreciate you. So that's another way to exemplify God's love is by writing just a little note uh, to someone to tell them how much you appreciate them for something that they did for you, whether it was recently or many years ago. One mm-hmm. time I got a letter in the mail from a former player who was uh, – frankly, a headache at the time. And she wrote me a letter telling me how grateful and thankful she was that I stuck by her. Mm. And I just thought, oh, Lord, that just makes it all worthwhile. Thank you so yeah. much for that. What what a blessing that was. That's another way we can exemplify love and exemplify Christ. You know, and just being aware, I, lo- I love this, starting the day in prayer. You know, we can start every morning just asking God to bring someone into our lives mm-hmm. who we can mm-hmm. impact that day and go through the day being aware of those people um, unexpected or planned that God brings into your life and make sure that you are a blessing to them. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, during this time of being shut away, and I call it shut away since March, uh, I, you know, it, it's just not normal for me. I'm I'm not mm-hmm. a just do nothing person. And Van will come back once and I said, "What are you doing?" I said, "I'm waiting for somebody to come see me." <laughs> 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 you right. know, it, it, it's uh, the thing is is that is we to complete the apple, the skin on the apple is to exemplify. Mm-hmm. Be an example. And that is a great example that you just gave us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What is it in, in, in Africa, their word for Christian is Jesus with skin on. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Right? So got to get the skin on the apple. They got to be. Right. <laughs> That's right. One more way that I want to mention before we close today is that we can exemplify Jesus is to compliment 
each person in our family every single day. Yes. Right? I mean, how hard are our kids working? How hard did they work in their schoolwork towards the end of this year? And just being able to complete that and, and do something different and new that was uncomfortable, right? Our, our husbands who work so very hard, uh, for our families and, you know, just that, that word of encouragement, that compliment is just, um, just so glorifying to not only be able to express that and give that, but to receive that. Friends, we are so grateful that you joined us on Love Talk today. And I would encourage you to find a church, friends. Today is Saturday morning. You've got time to find a church. Churches are opening up. You may have to wear a mask. That's okay. Um, you may not have to wear a mask, but Find that church, friends, that is preaching and teaching God's word, This that is preaching these Apple uh, components to ask, to praise, to pray, to love and exemplify Christ every single day. Friends, we just welcome you to the show, and we know that um, you could be doing many other things today, and we thank you for listening, but we encourage you and highly encourage you to find that church, friends, that loves Jesus. Um, and Lord, we just thank you for this group of friends that we have with us today, and I pray that you would guide them as they walk your path today. Friends, for my friends, Miss Evelyn Davis and the First Lady of Love and Kathy Endebrock, I am Coach Carrie Brinkater, and we will see you here next time on Love Talk.